1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile
1: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How is that different what Donald Sterling did? What what was so different that Donald Sterling did that you looked at him and you made him sell sell the team? And, you know, even with him, he got a slap on the wrist because he bought the team for $17 million and sold it for $2 billion. And they told him never to come
0: to the game again. I'm like, and he he came up on some, yeah, he he sold, yeah.
1: Okay, I I get that, but you still look at this. uh, That's a governor of a team, and where in the world do you think you can use the word "nigga" in your office? I mean, what? How? Where does that come? What kind of balls do you have? The big girls love that. Chicks
0: love the last shot opportunity. Somebody, give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. <laughs> all right, it's so another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am for Bow, along with Cedric Maxwell, still down in Charlotte, enjoying, what, the remaining weeks you got left before training camp starts, all that. I mean, what... It's going to come up soon. I know. I know, Max. I'm sure you're counting the days. I'm sure you're slashing your your calendar (laughs) as the days go by. we got plenty of headlines to go through, Max. But first things first, man, we're going to talk about your headline. Mr. Hall of Fame, UNC Charlotte, (laughs) Hall of Famer, Cedric Maxwell. We'll get into the other stuff later. But first thing first, man, how was last weekend? Tell me about the ceremony. Tell me how the day went. How was it, man?
1: This summer has been really incredible. Uh, you know, it's good to be Cedric Maxwell. Uh, Absolutely. Congrats, man. Congrats. Yeah. Man. Seriously, man. Well, this summer early on, um, my my fraternity, Omega Psi Phi, uh, put me in their uh, Athletic Hall of Fame, uh, along with Ozzie Newsom. So that was really cool. That started out the summer, once I got to Charlotte. And then UNC Charlotte followed it up um, a couple of days ago by having their first um, annual uh, Hall of Fame, their first Hall of Fame inductees ever. And I went in with Lee Rose and several other guys uh, who, you know, I, I don't know as much about them. I think there was a guy named Bush who was there who was a uh, professional goalie. Uh, I think it was with Chicago. There was a golfer. There were some more people. But uh, your board was the, the headline at the very end. You know, they they have everybody coming in and you speak and speaking. speak it. And I was the last person. So it made me feel really good. Um, A little, I guess a little late, considering, you know, I have been, our last basketball game I played uh, was in 1977. Just Sway wasn't even around
0: then. No, wasn't. I wasn't even thought of. Lord knows.
1: I mean, they retired my jersey. They retired my
0: jersey. Uh,
1: immediately uh, in school but then the Hall of Fame thing just happened this year and it was bittersweet because uh, Lee Rose, my uh, former coach uh, passed away before he could get his flower. So it was it was a remarkable day of, of uh, seeing some of my old teammates them being there for me uh, speaking on the old times uh, looking at a, a university which I don't even recognize when I was there there was about, uh, maybe, I think it was about 8,000 students, and only 3,000 lived on campus. Now, I think there are over 30,000 students to go to University of North Carolina, Charlotte. So, it, it awesome. was uh, it was really a good day.
0: Very good day. I bet. I bet. Well, it's the first, it's the, it's the first annual, right? It's, it's the first class of, of Hall of Famers. So, they, they definitely didn't forget about you, for sure. Yeah. How was the yeah. speech? How did that go?
1: You know me. I knocked it down. I knocked out the park. It was <laughs> plenty of laughs. There was a young lady who was on before me. She was a runner, and she talked about when she was in school. She talked about, oh my goodness, there was a uh, a song out, and that was about Outcast. I was like, wait a minute, when is Outcast? What was that that shirt era right there. So
0: when was that, Joe? So two thousand what? Two thousand ten. No, this is probably late 90s or early 2000s. The last yeah. album was in like 03 04.
1: Well, whatever it was, she was talking about Outcast. Well, I get on, and I said, well, That is song. my era, though. I, I said, The up. song that was going on during my time was Let's Get It On, and that, <laughs> that was by Marvin Gaye in 1973. Gaye. Once I got to school there, so I talked a little bit about the school, my relationships, and you know, any relationship you have, uh, any. Any any event or anything that you that you gain, you have a tribe. And I had all my uh, the people who were there I had a bunch of them. my was some family members and uh, you know people were there, and we had a had a really good time. So it was a great day. The next day I was supposed to be honorary captain at the football game. Uh, uh, UNC Charlotte was playing Maryland, and it uh, it poured down in buckets. So uh, I oh, passed awesome. right, all out on the field and. All that stuff, but it was just a good day, Friday.
0: I bet, I bet, Max. Congrats, man. Congrats. Give me a, <laughs> give me a, give me a college story. I know we, you've told a couple on this podcast, but man, it's been a while. Give me something that you, uh, some some memorable moments that went through your mind when you were when you're back on your own stopping grounds.
1: Well, I think one of the things that went through my mind was just how big the university is. But also, the story came to me when we uh, we were going back to the dorms one night, and the cafeteria. Is in line. You had to go by the dorms, uh, go go towards the cafeteria, going to the dorms, and on the back steps of the bacon uh, of the uh, campus and on at the cafeteria, there was a fifty-pound box of bacon, and <laughs> your boy happened <laughs> to be quick hands Louie. and uh, for the next I week, went to
0: the right time,
1: I bet uh, for the next week, all you could smell was bacon. It was essentially. People came to my room with bread in their hands. You know, it was just bacon, bacon, bacon. And you know how bacon smells. Bacon has this wonderful, oh. such a strong aroma. Well, that stayed in my room for probably about a week before all that bacon was gone. Um, fast forward, maybe it was about 20 years later, uh, I was speaking at the university, and I told them that I am leaving $100 right now uh on this podium for my um quick hand louis of the bacon and uh, <laughs> somebody ended up writing it up and, um, you that. finally paid them it, back it, it it turned out it was it was about a hundred dollars in, in in time now uh with the bacon which was gone so that was that was a funny story about you know just being mischief having mischief at the university and having a bunch of fun
0: that's funny man yeah you told me that story before but that's that's you can't full circle with it now that's yeah. that's funny. You finally Will paid well, <laughs> sir. Man, I'm glad you. I'm glad you had a great weekend, man. For sure, you you deserve it, man. You do. No, those Text thanks. messages and everything, giving you your flowers, man. Uh, I'm glad you had a good time with your family.
1: Well, you know, it's really crazy because when the Omegas um, retired my when they put me in the Hall of Fame, uh, they had um, a bunch of the fraternities which spoke and the capital. Uh, one of our arch rivals, and the leader of the Kappas happens to be Jason Tatum's grandfather. And he got up and spoke, and we talked, and he laughed, and I said, "What?" Yeah, That's yeah. so Jason Tatum's grandfather is uh, the the head dog of Kappa Alpha Psi. So it was uh, uh, it was it was kind of funny to be there with him. So a bunch of things happened. Wow. I talked to Ozzie Newsom about exactly what was going to happen in Baltimore. Uh, you know, were they going to pay that young man, you know, that big money and, and give him that huge – he said he'll get about $250 million. And, and essentially that's where it has stopped at right now. And he stopped negotiations. So it was kind of cool to see, you know, get a little peek of what was going to happen in the NFL.
0: Absolutely, man. You
1: got to share that story with, with Tatum. I'm sure he doesn't know. That, that's yeah. crazy. Now, I'm sure – I am sure that he will share it with me once we get back and I see him again.
0: Yeah, you guys got to catch up. That's coming up soon. It's coming up soon for sure. We got, we got some Celtics news on the, uh, on the schedule for sure. But let's, uh, let's start off with the big headline of the week, and that's uh, what's going on in Phoenix with the Suns organization. Man, yeah, exactly, Max. You said it. I, I think that's a great response to it.
1: What the hell was this man thinking about? <laughs> is, this is that not pun intended?
0: The Suns? Is that pun intended? Dude. Mercury? what the
1: hell i mean this is in this day and time
0: yeah i mean think, well, well, let's, okay let's just where, talk about it first okay but first is a, the a year suspension right the 10 million dollar yeah. five okay so obviously a lot of people i mean this is for okay slap on the wrist for making racist comments uh there, there were there was five instances where he was i i want to say quoting someone of color and he, he owned up to it and, and, and he also made some misogynistic remarks as well to, to women w- within the organization so that those and, that that's those, that's the report. But yeah, go okay,
1: ahead. Okay, so so how is that different? What Donald Sterling did? What, what was so different that Donald Sterling did that you looked at him and you made him sell the, sell the team? And you know, even with him, he got a slap on the wrist because he bought the team for seventeen million dollars and sold it for two billion dollars, and they told him never to come to the game again. I'm like,
0: and he, he came up on some yeah, he, he, he sold yeah.
1: Okay, I I get that, but you still look at this. um, That's a governor of a team, and where in the world do you think you can use the word "nigga" in your office? I mean, what? How? Where does that come? What kind of balls do you have? I mean, if you think about in today's world with telephones and people responding. you just can't, you can't do that. Yeah. And the NBA too, I mean, I, I keep hearing the player Association talk about, well, they want him fired. And there's going to be a big push towards that. Yeah. There's and, been backlash. And, and yeah. Adam Silver, you know, has always been pro player. He's been so strong. You know, you look what happened when he, he first took the reins, what fell into his lap was the Donald Sterling situation. And what did he do? He went, he went full board. You, no, no, you, you're no longer going to be in the NBA. You're going to have to right. sell your franchise. So right. I'm not sure what the difference is between, and obviously I don't know all the details, but what's the difference right now between Donald Sterling and what's the difference right now of the governor, of uh, one of the governors of the Phoenix Suns using such language to his players, and not players, excuse me, to the people in his office.
0: Right. Well, I think two of the biggest points to take away from the Adam Silver press conference was he compared it, he, of course, it compared it to what happened with the Clippers mm-hmm. owner, right? Because that's what everyone is naturally doing. And the biggest, mm-hmm. the two biggest differences, one, it was on tape. And two, uh, he took ownership, you know, whereas Donald Sterling did it. Donald Sterling denied everything up until the, the recordings came through. And, and, and uh, of course, silver mentioned how he can't mention everything that he knows about the investigation he can't share everything that he knows but those are the two outlining points i took away from that press conference so and that was so part he, of the way i looked into it, it going in let me get this so i don't he, think he survives the suspension max i, I don't I, that, that's, that's the biggest' what, so that's he did, caveat yeah so he he told he told the truth about
1: what he said and therefore we're going to give him a pass kind of crazy i, I mean Obviously, obviously he's the commissioner, and he makes you know. But the NBA is all is what what we say, eighty-five percent black. What we say is their players. So for you to use that kind of language in your office, I mean, Charles Barkley said if he ever said anything, him, Charles Barkley, I quote, said I would have knocked his ass out. This is Charles Barkley talking about. And he said that he's uh, really been good to him and his like so. He said he's been good to him and his family. But, you know, if he had heard that, he, he would said out the went ballistic. So it's just kind of crazy to see the organization. And just as big to have a guy like um, all the guys who are there. CP is there, isn't he? Isn't he, isn't he the... Uh, Head of the Player Association.
0: Yeah, it's the second and, time he's dealing with this. Chris, you know? Chris Paul You're dealing is dealing with this there. with the Clippers organization. Yeah,
1: Chris, Chris, Paul, Chris Paul is dealing with this year again. Is this following him
0: around? So kind of bizarre, I would say. It is. It is bizarre, Max. And I, I can't help but wonder if this is like sort of a – in some sick way, his power moves, right? I mean, to drop that word, just to sort of show you or show the team or show whoever he's talking to that he can drop that. I mean, that's just not acceptable. It's not acceptable today. It wasn't acceptable 10 years ago. And the NBA shouldn't tolerate it. It just doesn't send, it sends a poor message, Max. It sends, It really does send a poor message from the NBA. But at the same time, again, like I said, I don't think he survives this. I, I think he's forced to sell. And there's already there's already backlash. I mean, their main sponsor, PayPal, the guys that put that well, guess what? Their contract is up, and they already issued a statement saying that. Look, we're not going to continue to sponsor this team if that man is still in that position. You know, oh. if he's not taken away, we don't care. We don't give a damn about the suspension. All right, if that man still has a job with you guys, we don't want to. We don't want our logo on your jerseys anymore. So there's the first. There's the first shoot to fall. Right. You also have another uh, another owner for for the for the Phoenix Suns speaking out on it. This isn't the first time he's spoken out on this, and it's uh it's his name is uh, John Najarfi. He's the uh, private equity investor. And he's already issued a statement and saying, look, he doesn't want to move forward as well if this guy's going to still hold that position. You know, mm-hmm. and, and oh, I cannot in good judgment sit back and allow our children and future generation of fans to think that this behavior is tolerated because of wealth and privilege. I think he nailed it right there, Max. Mm-hmm. I think he said it right there. There's so a lot of have, backlash. If you have you know? a
1: governor of a team speaking that way, it's a lot more power in, in that than even exactly. the player, because exactly. now you have one of their own turning around and cannibalizing, you know, this guy for what he did. So, man, I'm I, it, kudos, kudos to that governor standing up in that way uh, at, at that organization for what happened.
0: When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you could do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fads with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instamatch, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job description the moment they sponsor a job. One of the things that separates Indeed from the rest is It's their Instamatch feature. Candidates you invite to apply through Instamatch are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to US Indeed data. With Instamatch, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed does the hard work for you. Sponsor a job, and then boom, Instamatch shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post. With Instamatch... You can start hiring fast. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows that you're doing everything for your company. You can't afford to overspend on hiring. Visit Indeed.com Maxwell to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com Maxwell. Indeed.com Maxwell. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Absolutely. And he also owns the WNBA team, you know, and he's been in this position for a long time. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. If, if he, if he sells, if he's forced out, if there's a whole other side of this thing, I mean, I, I can't help but wonder if this is the, the very beginning and that we're going to, we're going to see a whole lot of episodes throughout this one, throughout this, this, this saga. It's, it's real
1: funny. I'm, I'm looking at my view and I see this patch uh, white, a real whitish patch, on my roof up here well let me explain what happened so people won't say anything when they were moving furniture into my house they knocked a the hole in the roof and now it's being repatched so that's why you have the white the, the the white sandpaper up there and they're about to paint it tomorrow so 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 you guys know how you notice everything uh, I make sure
0: I put that out there I wouldn't even have noticed that unless you pointed it out but I'm sure people,
1: someone did though Joe Sway, people notice everything. That's not a it's not the first. They always notice everything. They probably notice looking at my my temperature gauge saying, well, what does he have his temperature on? Well, this is, right now it says 75. So uh, I'm in a part of my house. Someone right? zoomed in on that right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, but yeah. <laughs> good, good times here in Charlotte. Good times.
0: Good times. All right. The other headline that we gotta talk about, man, is uh one of uh one of the Celtics governors calling, uh, describing this team, using the word overrated going into the, uh, going at the regular season. That's Wick grospec Yeah. You're surprised by that, huh? Whoa. Wick, I got a quote for you right here. This is, this is from Wick. Uh, talking about the Celtics. Now I think that we've now been overrated. I think that performance was a bit overrated in the public mind or my own mind, because I'm the one saying it. We were finalists. We we're two wins away from winning it. But when you look back, Brooklyn was a tough series and then we had to go seven games against the Bucks and the Heat, and then we lost to the Golden State Warriors. So we're not a hands down team to repeat as Eastern Conference champs, but I think that we're a quality team. I think I think he's uh, I think he's spitting facts there, some of it, some of it. I, 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 don't, know Brooklyn, I don't know the I don't the Brooklyn no, he, here is, he and puts, this is I think it's,
1: tough, I, I, this is I think is smart with Witt, because I think he's trying to understate it because the Celtics are going to be the hunted team all year long. So exactly. for you to go out and say, oh, my God, yeah. we're expecting to win the championship. Then you're putting more pressure on your players. You're putting more pressure on the organization. And what you do is say, look, we, were, we had some points where we got a little lucky last year. And we made, some, we made some moves. We won it. And we came close to winning it all. And I don't want people saying right now the Celtics are the favorite. Because you look at this but, young team and you look at some injuries and you look at some of the things that could happen. You have to say the Celtics, in a way, were lucky uh, with some of the things that happened. But I I like what he's saying. This is a good quality team. Now you let the chips fall where where they may. But for for people just to say championship or bust, I think that's what he's trying to say. He's trying to get away from that side. So I I don't mind
0: him saying that with this particular team. I don't either. I, I, I think you nailed the two there, Max, because at the end of the day, it wasn't easy for this team to get there, you know? It, yeah, he pointed out that the, the, out of the three series leading up to the Golden State Warriors in the finals matchup, they, they were battle-tested. You know, Game 7's against – the only thing I don't agree with is the, the Brooklyn part, but Game 7 against the, the Heat. Game seven against the, the the Milwaukee Bucks, a Milwaukee Bucks team that was without their all star Chris Middleton. Now you can't sleep on Middleton's impact not only on on the offensive end of the floor, but he would have got you a handful of stops on the defensive side of things. So how do you think the Milwaukee Bucks are looking at this upcoming season? They're like, man, give us that series again, and we'll we'll beat those guys for sure. You know, Giannis is thinking that. You know, this is a championship team. They've been there before, and that's just one of the teams that I think are going to be one of the toughest matchups yeah. for the. But, but that's about injuries.
1: Season is about injuries. About people who overcome. And the Celtics were able to overcome. When this team was, what were they? One game under 500 at some point early in the year. And then all of a sudden to Zoom, we win basketball games. Uh, the Emi Aldoka effect, I think, has been brilliant. We'll see what happens with some of the new additions. I, I think it's going to be a very good year, but I think that what Wick, and I think anybody who's a Southern fan, here's what you'll say, you are cautiously optimistic about what this team can do. And, and that's where you go with it. You are you you look at this team and you think and you look at them and say this team has it to win a championship, but at the same time you understand there's a very fine line
0: between getting there and then getting there again. Mm. It's not always guaranteed. I mean, yeah. look at the look at the last couple of you know Final Fours. You know, teams that have been there the following year, they didn't get right back then, right? You know, and it wasn't it wasn't easy. Every team goes through their trials and tribulations. Not to mention the fact that the Celtics got out to such a slow start and they had to get used to Eme and all that stuff. But uh, well, let me let me let me ask you this then: What are the teams that, in your mind, the, the teams in the Easter Conference that would give the Celtics the biggest fist this year? Just just on paper, obviously. Wow. Oh. Um, mine's the Bucks. That's my number one team.
1: Right the, Bucks one team would, would, the Bucks would, the Bucks would. They're they're going to. I'm saying is going to surprise. They people, and, and I still believe the something might be better. But Cleveland is not going to be a pushover, man. This team, you you got. Hey, man. Of, the 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 Spider, the Spider coming in. Danny Ainge giving the Spider
0: away. Yeah, you love that nickname. And, and Come on, be actual, You, you love man, it. You man, love that nickname,
1: man. He is a dominant force, and you're putting him into a team that, again, he's surrounded by very talented shooters, and you're going to give him opportunities to kind of just grow with this young team. I, I I like what they have. I I don't think they're as good as the Celtics. Let me see who else I would say. Can Brooklyn My get it? Can Brooklyn yeah. get it together? I mean, how is Philly? Philly is is kind of armed for you know, like look we. Uh, they said what we're going to do is take a James Harden. Said, I'm going to take a I'm going to take a, a a salary drop for us, you know, for, for him to get fifty million
0: or forty million, okay, whatever that salary well, drop. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we talk about Philly, though, can, can we just uh, can we talk about this hot take from from Stephen A. Smith? ESPN, Stephen A. Smith. He's uh, he's already calling uh, Kyrie Irving one of his favorites to, to win the MVP this season. It's a contract year. He's got a whole lot to prove. What do you what do you think about that? That's a possibility. I mean,
1: Kyrie, wow. is, Kyrie is playing for he's playing that for that. Was, that. would surprise. Now, me. With, I mean, with with the rant being there, yeah. can he have that kind of season?
0: That's what I mean. Uh, He'd it, have to overshadow KD. I, I don't know. Can he means.
1: overshadow KD? I, I
0: don't. that
1: So I think that Kyrie is going to have a real good season because, and he's going to be on his best behavior uh, because he's looking to get that big payday, you know, he was, he was a, he was a lock to get one of these $200 million contracts. And all of a sudden now he is, he got a one-year deal and look, let's see what you can do. So yeah, this is going to, it'll be, it'll be a test right now for Kyrie Irving and and who he is.
0: This episode of the Cedric Maxwell podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. Football is back, and BetOnline is your number one source for all your football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football odds, news, and game matchups, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free concerts, and live scores. Always the fastest and easiest to bet on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. It's BetOnline, where the game starts. You know, speaking of uh, uh, guys who are, who are who would be eligible for for a max deal like that, over $200 million, what about Jalen Brown? I mean, he still has that stipulation in his contract. If he's to make a, an All-NBA team, that would be on the table in, in, in the conversation of the Celtics re-signing him. So that's interesting. I mean, look. I'm not saying it's impossible. I, it wouldn't shock me if Jalen Brown had the best season of his career, and 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 made an All NBA team and really pushed it, pushed this team to a, to a whole new level because that's that's essentially what would happen with him alongside yeah. Jason, one of the best yeah. scores in the. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I think that is a very good possibility of what he can do. Uh, he he could have a dramatic year and think about where people put him in the contract thing. Yeah, it, it could be fun for.
0: Him. Yeah, man. I mean, look. For, for, for Wick to go out and, and say this, I, th- I think it sends the right message. And, and, and shout out to um, uh, Boston Globes' Adam, Adam Himmelsbach, who had the, the, the interview with him. Um, I think it sends the right message. Like you said, now you're the hunted, you know? That wasn't necessarily the Celtics' identity up until they reached the postseason. I mean, let's, let's face it. They went on that tremendous stride and, and, and went in hot, you know? That, that's not going to be the case this year. or It's going to be harder to do something like that. Look,
1: Joe Sway, nobody, nobody looked at this team last year as a championship team. You look, at this team. The team was very good and could be very good. But once they start winning, like most Boston sports teams, once they start winning, everybody wanted to be there. Now I want to push on because I got to get to this last story that you're talking about, Little Mermaid. I'm like, what? Oh, that's you, right. That's right. Okay. You go yeah, ahead. I- you go ahead and set it up so we can finish this thing on a on a
0: roll here. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's do it. So, all right, so we're going through headlines, going into this show. I was like, you know what, let's throw in the the other headline that's been going on all over social media. And that's the backlash about the new Little Mermaid movie that's coming out uh, uh, featuring uh, Halle Bailey, who's getting backlash for uh, for essentially being a black Ariel. Let's keep it 100, right? I mean, she's got red hair. Uh, she just doesn't share the same complexion <laughs> as, the, as the classic Ariel. All right, Joe Sway. So,
1: Has anybody ever seen and tell me what the mermaid looks like? Has anybody <laughs> seen one? Let's just stop right there. It's a mermaid. Give me the first person who's seen one, and then we can go from there. So, it's fiction, really, right, it's, it's, a it's to, to your imagination. So let's get off that shit about you know. Hey, she's black. She's white. She's look. You know what? What she's done. Is she's allowed a bunch of young black women. And I just have, and this is going, I'm going to have three granddaughters in October, by the, by the end of October. And I love the fact that they're able to connect in that way. And if you see a video of some young black girls looking at this video and seeing Ariel come on and her skin being dark, they just go ballistic. So, you know, dudes, let's keep it real. That. Just keep it real. This is this is a new time, a new day, a new age. And embrace what could yep. what possibilities can be. And if you're a hater, don't be a hater over there. Be a congratulator. Don't worry. This is this is fictional stuff. This is right. this is stuff of your imagination. So for right. you to go out and go, oh my God, Ariel, oh, she's oh, she's supposed to be white. Really? That's the same thing we say about Jesus stuff. Hello, somebody. Yeah, yeah. Hello, yeah. hello. <laughs> hello, somebody. Hello, <laughs> hello, somebody.
0: Yeah.
1: Hair. I you keep it up. Wait a minute, just wait. His hair was a wool, <laughs> and 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 kinky. Just wait,
0: what's that hair on your head? Wait, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold Wait, would it just being in the being in that area of the world, is his skin gonna be that light? I don't know. I don't
1: know, man. I don't yeah, know, Jesus. Yeah, so, so with that, we're going to say we're going to keep it on the 100. We appreciate you guys coming on with us. Uh yes, I, well done. Big, I got some big news coming up here uh, this week, probably for our next podcast. I might be able to get – I'm, I'm, I'm going to tease you a little bit. I might have a roundtable with uh, Dale Curry, Multi Bowl, and Hello. Possibly Sleepy Floyd. So, uh, you know, stay tuned. And We're going to keep it on the 100. You guys enjoy it, okay?
0: like we always do, Cedric Maxwell Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Peace Peace out. out.